Great. Good morning. If you didn't get a seat, I'm sorry. Get here earlier. I'm just playing. I'm just playing with you. Um, if you, I know the universities are all back. If you're students studying here, welcome. It's good to have you back. We, we miss you when you're not here over the summer. If you're here as first years, a special welcome to you. And our prayer is that over the next three years, Jesus would blow your minds and what He can do in your life and through your life. So we're, we're thrilled to have you here. Get ready for a ride. Right, we're gonna jump straight into the Bible. If you've got a Bible, find Matthew's Gospel, find chapter five. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount. And again, if you haven't been here before, um, we, this is the Word of God. And so when we read it, we stand. I know it feels like up, down and up, down a little bit, but this is His Word. We elevate His words. My words, they're down here somewhere. This is His Word. So why don't you stand as we read? This is uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you, than one, to, for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Amen. Take a seat. They're <laughs> going, what have I come to? Oh no. <laughs> Where um, we've just this year, uh, we've just seen just a a wonderful flow of people giving their lives to Jesus. And so we're, we're looking at the, the Sermon on the Mount because the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus is, is, is talking to His people, His redeemed people, this is how you can live. And so now we've given our lives to Him, we wanna live for Him. And we've said each week, the law, uh, it was dealing with the action. But what Jesus is doing is He's moving the goalposts and He's talking about the heart. He's talking about a heart response and heart standards for His redeemed people. So He's saying it, it's no longer just bad to commit adultery. In fact, um, the Passion puts it this way, don't go to bed with another spouse, but don't think you've preserved your virtue simply by staying out of bed. Your heart can be corrupted by lust even quicker than your body. So what Jesus is, He's doing, it, He's raising the bar because now we have new hearts and um, the way we look at each other has changed. And so what He does in this passage is He uses exaggeration to get effect. He says, if your eye causes a sin, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Because if you give your heart to lust, you will lose your whole self to it. So he's saying, watch your hands, watch your eyes, cut off the desire before it takes your whole being. So let's just be clear. Jesus is saying His people, 
His redeemed people will not be consumed with lust. And that we should go to extremes to be free. Because lust, pornography, the way we view um, sexuality can destroy every relationship we go into. And Jesus is saying, be free. And when, when Jesus says, be free, He doesn't say, work harder at being free. It's the Word of God, be free. He speaks to our, to our spirit and He says, be free. And this freedom starts as we understand that we are now temples of the Holy Spirit. He is living in us. It's His power that frees us. So each one of us needs an encounter with Jesus in order to be free. And this encounter now changes the way we view each other. Thomas Aquinas, um, when he's talking about lust, he likens it to a lion who sees a stag, thinks nothing else about the meal he's about to enjoy. And he says, it's fun for the lion, but not good news for the stag. Now, each of us are carriers of God's precious Holy Spirit. You are sons and daughters of God. You're precious in His sight and in each other's sight. We're not lumps of meat, but vessels of His glory. And we honour each other because He is dwelling in that son or that daughter who's standing in front of you. So firstly, all I wanna say this morning is if, if you're struggling with lust in your life, you must do something about it before you go into a relationship. A relationship is not gonna help you. You need to deal with the problem. If you are married and you're struggling with with lust, you must get help. And I really recommend this book, 40 Day Journey to Purity. There's one for guys, one for girls. So many people in this this church have have read it and gone through it. We've done groups with it. I really recommend you get a copy. There was some on the book uh, stall outside. Um, And then uh, books and prayer. Get some prayer at Freedom Centre. Just sign up for Freedom Centre. Every Thursday night, we have people praying and ministering for healing and all sorts of things. Sign up, get free. Deal? Good. Three people are signed up. Good. But... What I want to talk about today is an alternative to living in lust. You see, the problem in church is most Christians have only heard the message, don't lust, don't do it. But they haven't realised that God's amazing plan of love and beauty He has for their lives. So everyone's like, I mustn't lust, I mustn't lust. But we don't tell people what to do. So when I teach passages like this, I always like to look at the the rest of the the Bible, which is the story of God's amazing plan for each of us. And the story of men and women, some who do really good, some who get it wrong, some who make mistakes, but this amazing God who always loves, always rescues us and redeems us out of every situation we find ourselves in. So... Wherever you are this morning, Jesus wants to redeem you. Okay, He is for you. He's not against you. He is a good God. So God's plan for each of us is that we would walk with Him. And right at the beginning, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. 
So he created woman. And I love the Passion Translation in Genesis 2. It says, um, Adam says when he sees woman, at last, one like me. Just what I've been looking for. And then he goes on, for this reason, a man leaves his father and his mother to be unselfishly attached to his wife. They become one flesh as a new family. The man and his wife felt no shame, unaware that they were both naked. So the plan of God is for each of us that we might find a husband or wife that we can be completely naked before and not even know we're naked because there are no secrets, there's nothing to hide, just a journey with Jesus. So what does Jesus say? And I want you to note this. Jesus says, don't look lustfully. He doesn't say don't look. He says, don't look lustfully. What's the difference? (laughs) Probably about five seconds. Because in that five seconds, you make a choice. How are you going to look? So if you're single, what are you looking for? And if you're married, who are you looking at? Okay, so... God is calling a generation to Himself, a generation who rise and live for Him, who will live His way, who will enjoy His abundant life. So if you are single and you need to look for that person, at last, one like me, you must look. You've got to look for them. And, and if people are looking, therefore you've got to be looked at. So you've got to be secure. So if people are looking for that, just one for me, that you, some people will be looked at. So what do you want people to see as they look? And if you're married, Jesus says, be careful who you're looking at. The grass is always greener where it's watered. So it needs to be clear you are taken and not on the market. When you're married, you're off the market. The Corinthian church got in a real pickle with this. Um, And and basically their their debate, they write to the Apostle Paul and we read about it in 1 Corinthians. They said, well, you know, when we come together to worship um, and we are under Christ, then therefore I, I, I guess I'm not under my husband. Therefore, I can do what, whatever, whatever I like because I'm under Christ. And Paul goes, no, no. If you are married, it should be even more obvious that you belong to each other because you belong to Christ. So, ladies, if another man is sniffing around your man, sorry, another woman is sniffing, let's get it right. If another... <laughs> Could be anything now, couldn't it? <laughs> We're live streaming, aren't we? Oh. <laughs> Just rewind YouTube. If another woman, ladies, is sniffing around your man, don't get jealous or insecure. Get over there and say, get your grubby, lustful eyes off my man. And you might go, no, hold on a minute. I just want to see how he does. No, you are his protector. Get over it. You don't give him, you give him 
Trouble there and then, not when he gets home. Guys, really did get this right. If, if, if you're, you're married and someone is flirting with you, don't enjoy it. Call over your spouse and say, I think she's flirting with me. And they'll always go, no, 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 I wasn't. But you just switch the lights on, end of problem. Now you might go to me, wow, Steve, that's really embarrassing. You know, I mean, all sorts of mistakes and things could happen. Yes, it will. But it's better than plucking your eye out or cutting your hand off. That's what Jesus was talking about. Go to extremes to be free. Paul. Oh, we're really going to get in trouble today. Paul says this. I also want women to dress modestly. I would add men and women to this, okay? With decency and propriety, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. What Paul is saying is that the way you dress and what you wear will determine the kind of man or woman you attract. So if you dress to kill, you will attract a man or woman who kills. All right? So what are we looking for in men and women? And how do we want to be seen? You see, not everyone is skinny like Barbie and Ken. I haven't seen the film. It's in the clip. Um, If you make room for the Holy Spirit in your life, you might have a few curves, okay? But if He is in you, your beauty is internal and external because your beauty comes from Him. See, ladies, your beauty doesn't come from what you wear around your neck, diamonds glistening. Beauty comes from your eyes, the window of your soul where your beauty stems from. But you do prepare yourself to get attention. That's why we have the story of Esther. She did 12 months of beauty treatments. There was no one like her in the kingdom. All the husbands are going, do you know how much that'll cost? Christian girls are the most beautiful girls because the Spirit of Jesus lives in you. You see, that's that's why the non-Christian guys want to date you because they see His beauty in you. You see, you don't have to dress to kill, you dress to live, to dance, to praise God to get the attention of the Adam, the one just like you. You see, Psalm 13 says, the Lord enlightens our eyes. When He is in us, something happens to our eyes. Uh, Proverbs 15 says, the lighter our eyes, the more the heart rejoices. Why is this important? Well, no one wants to be around a misery. I'm here. No one wants to be around a misery. The most beautiful thing about you ladies is your eyes and the life of the Holy Spirit you carry in you. Okay, men, 
Oh, she'll say, men. I, I know this is, I, I, I don't know if I'm a fossil or what, but I, 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 don't, I don't really believe in beautiful men. I mean, I, 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 anyway, look, before I get into more trouble, I believe men should sow strength. Paul says in the same passage, I want men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. And I don't mean laddish immaturity. I mean honour, nobility, integrity, courage, spirituality. This is what men should display. We should be the spiritual ones. Lean in the prayer in our families, lifting up our hands to the Lord, dispensing of anger and control and manipulation. You see, you don't go to the gym to get muscle, work hard so you have muscle. That's where muscle comes from. You know, we, we've got um, someone speaking tonight and he was a student here and God called him to, to my ma, if you need to be here tonight because he goes into war zones and he, he is documenting and help rescuing um, people from slavery. And, and his... The way he does it is by using camera and film. We're gonna we're gonna um, show some bits of it, bits of it tonight. Um, he's better than Indiana Jones because he's full of the Spirit and he has the anointing of the Holy Spirit and he has gone on the adventure with Jesus. Men, there is an adventure waiting for you with Jesus Christ, and it could take you to the ends of the earth. See, funny, when I was young, I was straight down. Now I'm a little bit curvy. I used to have hair. <laughs> it's hard to believe. One of the girls, we were out there before Bible prayer one week. Oh, I, yeah, and um, I, I don't know why. We were just showing wedding photos, and I showed a wedding photo of Juliet, and I, could, I watched her face like, how did you get her? <laughs> well, it's because I had hair once. But... Do you know, all the, the lack of hair and the kind of hangover, um, Juliet doesn't seem to care that much. She, what she does is she cares if I'm kind. Who knew? You see, guys, what are you looking for in a woman? Well, obviously, attraction. You've got to have attraction. But bodies change. I want a wife who's going to honour me, not because she must, but because she loves who I am. I know I have warts and they are pointed out to me every now and again. But I want to... <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> I, want a, I want a friend to go on an adventure with where we both change and become more like Jesus together. She needs to have an opinion and not just mine. Something, I was thinking some of the beautiful things about Juliet. She stuck with me 30 years. That's, yeah, almost 30 years. That's pretty impressive, right? She, she loves her children. She always encourages me to be something better, kind to everyone. Her face reflects Jesus and her eyes glisten. You know eyes don't get old, right? They just get brighter because of the Holy Spirit. The Shunammite woman in Song of Songs has dove eyes. 
Humble Holy Spirit eyes is the literal translation. The interesting thing is not just her, it's the lover as well. The humble Holy Spirit eyes are for men and women. So that people can look in and see the glory of God. See, humble is not weak. Moses was the meekest man on the earth and he led over a million people out of Egypt. See, I found a woman who, who, who loves Jesus as much as me, actually more, was willing to, to, and that's quite important. You really want someone that loves Jesus more than you because then that, that overflows into your life. Was willing to deal with her stuff and help me deal with my stuff. She always works hard, is fun and makes me laugh. She's not given to addictions and is overflowing with the Spirit and is really hot. What am I saying? If you're single, finding a husband or wife can be stressful or fun. It depends how you go into it, all right? Don't look lustfully, but you do have to look and be secure enough to be looked at. Ask someone out on a date. If there isn't attraction, don't go on another one. Be honest. Not for me. People said that to me. It's hard to believe, I know, but they did. (laughs) Have some choices. Don't be desperate. We're children of God. Now, if there is attraction, become best friends. Have fun. Let your relationship develop in the community. And you might say, well, what if there's too much attraction? Well, that's really good, right? That's a good sign. That's meant to happen. It's part of the design. This is why Paul says, Anyone who, if any man thinks he's behaving improperly towards his virgin, if she is past the flower of youth, let me come back to that. I've got a new, I've got my King James Bible, new King James Bible. I, 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 I read that and went, no. But let me come back to it. She's past the flower of youth and thus it must be, let him do as he wishes. He does not sin, let them marry. Okay, past the flower of youth is not a great translation. What it actually means, and, and you might not think this is over better, but it, it, it can mean overripe. Or, that's all right, calm, calm down, irresistible. <laughs> Get married. That's what he says, because he, he's, this, is, this is how we were made. Now, if you are married, water the grass. Or you will look in another field. Don't be jealous or insecure. You are joined by a covenant. That's what marriage is. Jesus is going to get to that in the next few weeks. Paul writes to married people who says, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. And the truth is, some of you might be fasting and praying too much. (laughs) And come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. What is Satan going to tempt you to do? Look outside your field to let eyes wander. 
That's why um, Proverbs says, let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving deer and a graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love and vice versa. You see, what we're saying is stay on God's adventure. Don't get old and boring. Stay on the adventure with the Lord. Raise a family who's on fire for Jesus. In the hard times, maximise the hazards and minimise temporary pleasures. Keep no secrets and always blow your own cover if you sin. And if, if we do this, the church will be a safe place where our children can be children. And they can grow up in a safe environment where our young people can enjoy being young and not sexualized. It's okay to be dumpy and it's okay to be skinny because you are not yet whom you will become. You were created for healthy relationships and I pray you will meet someone who will be your lifelong beloved friend. Now I know that not everybody will because you, some of you will be called to other things. But my prayer is that everyone here will meet their lifelong beloved friend. If you think you've met that person, you need space and time to test it out. Full of attraction without lust because we are drawn together by the presence of God. But desire has boundaries to protect the sons and daughters of the kingdom. If you mess up, Jesus redeems every situation and his mercies are new every morning. But he has a better plan for every single one of us. Amen. I'm done. Stand up.